You're listening to the Nothing But The Tooth Dentistry Podcast, where we help you attract new patients and grow your practice beyond your wildest dreams. Here's your host, two-time Emmy Award winner, Shane Simmons. What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Nothing But The Tooth Dentistry Podcast. Glad to have you on board and with us here today. We hope that uh, you and yours are staying safe and healthy, and uh, if you're listening to this, hopefully we'll be able to uh, go back to a sense of normalcy sometime here soon, but uh, first and foremost, we just want to make sure that you and yours are safe and healthy. Um, as far as just uh, some updates going on, you know, a lot of people are, are getting antsy right now, and, and I understand that. You know, I think we're all in the same boat. There's always been a lot of uncertainty, a lot of things that uh, we can't control happening right now, but I, I think that this is going to make us all appreciative of our daily lives even more, and some of the things that we took for granted, I think we're now going to appreciate that a little bit more. So, you know, I'm always trying to look at a positive when it comes to from uh, something negative happening like this uh, coronavirus uh, that we're dealing with. But hopefully, again, this will just give us a, a newfound perspective on our lives. And that's one of the things that we talk about in today's episode. I have, as a guest, super honored to have Dr. Grace Yum as a, as a guest on the podcast. She is entrepreneur, uh, a pediatric dental practice owner, She's an author. She is the founder of an amazing group called the Mommy Dentists in Business, which just does fantastic things for its members and the communities. And And Dr. Grace Yum is one of those people. Uh, oh, and by the way, I, I left this off the list. Uh, she's also the host of a podcast. So she's got quite a full plate going on, but uh, she stays busy and she does a lot of great work in dentistry. And, you know, I'm super excited that she was able to take the time to talk with us because she has created an amazing brand. She knows how to brand. She knows how to, uh, you know, really promote and, and just do awesome things whenever she puts her mind to it. And that's what she has done, as you can see from her successes. And so we talked to her about branding and how important that, you know, obviously it's been before this happened, but also now post-COVID, when we get into that post-COVID phase, practices start reopening, you know, there's going to be some changes, there's going to be some shifts. And so how important of a role is branding in that process? We're going to talk about that. Then we also, you know, just talk about some family things as well. You know, how do you, you know, juggle uh, with the kids and along with, you know, trying to do work and manage a team and all these different things from home that right now we're all kind of currently doing. So I'm super, I'm super, super excited to, to get into the interview. And so, uh, yeah, without further ado, here is Dr. Grace Yum. All right, so Dr. Grace Yum joining us on the podcast today. Grace, how are you doing and how is life up in the beautiful city of Chicago right now? Hi, Shane. Well, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. The Chicago landscape, it's, you know, that time of year where you think it's spring and it teases you and one day it's like 70 and then the next day it snows. <laughs> um, so that's where we are right now. And even though it's sunny and it looks warm, it's actually pretty cold. Mm. Yeah, I, I understand what you mean. We had 
you know, we're down in Indy and, you know, we had like 80 degrees last week. And then one day it was like tornadoes come through. And then ever since that, it's been like forties. And it's like, what the heck, you know, typical Midwest, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So totally. uh, uh, Dr. Grace, for the people who, um, you know, don't know you, you know, we did a little bit of intro to this podcast. So they have a little bit of an idea, but I want to talk to you a little bit about, you know, your, your practices that you built. And then you've obviously, um, just been very active in, I feel like, your community and your city and then in the dental space in general. Uh, one of the questions I always love to ask people is kind of like, what's your driving factor? What's that motivator? Because, you know, it takes a special type of person to not just think of something, you know, an idea, but actually to put it in action. So what's kind of your story and, and what's been kind of your driving factor to uh, achieve what you've achieved so far and beyond? Gosh, that's like a really um, complex question, so I'll try to answer There's no softballs here. (laughs) (laughs) No kidding. Right off the gate. Okay. Um, So I've always been a motivated person, you know, um, I think for my personality, I can be competitive, but when I am passionate about something, I put in 120%. I have two pediatric dental practices, one in the city near Cubs, Wrigleyville, go Cubs, and it's in the yes. north side of, of Chicago. And then yep, I'm, I'm a Cubs fan too, so I'm right there with you, Grace. Awesome, <laughs> awesome. Um, although I have to say I love, you know, all Chicago sports, but our second satellite uh, practice is in the suburbs where I actually grew up. I live in the city, and I have started uh, my journey in dentistry since I was 18 and really worked my way up and saw all different kinds of things in dentistry. And for me, I felt like dentistry was not just a passion, but a calling. And not everyone can be a dentist and not everyone can be a pediatric specialist. Uh, But on top of that, not everybody is meant to be a business owner. And having an entrepreneurial spirit isn't for everybody. And what I think is funny is that a stereotype of dentists are that we're risk adverse, right? We don't like to take risks. We like safety. We like measured. We like precision, uh, predictable outcomes. But the spirit of an entrepreneur is quite the opposite. So I find that um, the two dichotomous perspectives have to be kind of mushed into one person and uh, it can be complicated but fun at the same time so uh, my journey in in having these two practices um, I've been a business owner for 10 years and have enjoyed and not enjoyed a lot of it Uh, but I think that the rewards definitely outweigh the, the risk. So that's why I keep doing it. And uh, now I'm on another path and another journey where I've opened up a third business called Mommy Denison Business. It's actually a private Facebook group that started June of 2000, um, I want to say 17. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. So be, I, I, yeah. That's, that's really, uh, you had a lot of great growth. Then. I didn't realize it, it was just started in 2017. So that's awesome. Yeah. So June of 2017 and this 
June will be three years. Uh, we're nearly 7,000 uh, mommy dentists strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that's a really, you know, neat niche that you've carved out. And, you know, it's something from a marketing perspective that I always talk to people about is, you know, carving out that, that niche and really owning that space and something that you can also relate to. And so I think that's, you know, been really powerful and how you've been able to, to do that. And we'll certainly get into that here shortly. But one of the things, you know, I wanted to ask you about is as a business owner, now you said, you know, 10 years, obviously, um, there's some amazing things that happen, some very rewarding things. And then you had also mentioned some of the, you know, the tough things it's, it's, you know, what people don't show you on their Instagram stories. Right. And, and those mm-hmm. type of days that, that you have right now, um, you know, you could categorize this as, as one of those times probably for, for many people. And a lot of people listening to this, um, are just unsure. They're unsure of the future and what, you know, things are uh, in store for them. For you, how are you, how are you coping with this right now? How are you getting through it and, um, you know, be ensuring that you're going to come out of this thing uh, stronger? That's a really good question, Shane. I think in my mind, I have decided that this is temporary and it's not forever. I, I know that this isn't the only pandemic that has hit our country. You know, people had survived when HIV, AIDS was a crisis. And I think that you have to take things with stride. If you panic and you, you worry about something you can't control, it's just not good for you. So for me, you just take it day by day, but you also have to keep perspective. Like this too shall pass. This will be figured out. It's not going to be figured out overnight. Um, but if we're all smart about it and um, we all stay calm and work together and collectively we can get past this, is it going to financially hit us? Yes, it will. But again, we will get past it. And we have to really think about decisions. Like, Are we going to make good decisions? And moving forward, what are we going to do to create a plan, a strategy, to make sure that you make good decisions uh, to keep moving forward? And I think that if you panic and you get over-emotional and you worry about things that are not in your control, it's not going to do you any good. It's not going to do anybody else any good. And, And if you are a business owner and you are an owner, you are the leader of your team and your team looks to you to run the ship. And I think that this is a time where you kind of have to pull yourself together, you know, and I'm not saying that you can't have a meltdown. I'm not saying you can't have an anxiety attack. I'm not saying that, you know, you can't have your moment, you know, you certainly can and you need to let that all out and, and, and have, have time to process those emotions and process your thoughts and feelings. And if you need professional help to get through it, seek help, but process it and move on. Like don't get stuck in it. Don't wallow in it. Don't, you know, don't put yourself into um, a frenzy that you dig yourself into a deep, deep space that you can't climb out of. That's no, that I absolutely agree. Are there certain things that you have found for you that, that work really well um, to get yourself out of that state? Like 
for me, for example, you know, I always try to like, you know, call a family member or a friend uh, who I always have a, a good time like talking with when I find myself getting in that state and not being able to really, you know, come out of it or pull myself out of it. Are there any particular things that, that you do or uh, have done that's kind of helped you um, pull you out of maybe some of those ruts that we get in sometimes? Yeah, definitely. I think that having support, like have, seeking your tribe, seeking your group, um, you know, reaching out to your dental school classmates or colleagues or your mentors uh, who are in the same position or going to um, socialize, whether it's over Zoom or apps, like different apps like House Party or whatever, um, staying in touch and having communication with friends and family and your team is really helpful for me. Um, and then I like to meditate. I like to work out. And I think that having a physical outlet is really important as well, um, just to relieve stress. And I think for me, those two things really help. Absolutely. Um, one of the things that I want to talk about from kind of the business side of things is, you know, having, you know, branding, like I've, I've been talking about this on a number of different webinars and, and to our clients, but, you know, we've always you know, put an emphasis on really creating a, a strong brand presence in your community. And, uh, you know, it's, it's been something that in dentistry, you know, for many years, you didn't necessarily have to do and would still be able to get by um, and do fairly well. But I feel like we're noticing now um, as time progresses that, you know, the, the consumers out there, the newer consumers who are coming into the market and holding kind of the market share are really um, like having a, a strong brand is important to them. Like they like to know, you know, who the brand is, what they stand for, you know, their, their team, how they treat their team, their patients, all of this type of stuff. You've created a, a wonderful brand in, in your uh, community up there and then even in the mommy dentist and business. What's kind of your overall thoughts on branding and the importance of that, not only, you know, previous to this, but now maybe even so moving forward in this kind of post, you know, COVID atmosphere? I think branding is essential to having a successful business, no matter what that business is. Branding to me is a key indicator of knowing, like knowing who you are. So the company, whoever is the founder or whatever the, the philosophy of that business is, it really needs to stand out and be very clear. I think that you need to know as a business owner what you stand for, who you are, and have clarity as to what you want to portray to your market. And it needs to be clear. Like there cannot be any fuzziness, confusion about it. To me, branding is very specific and it needs to be your voice. And if you are confused as to what your voice is and you're confused as to what you stand for, your branding will not take off. For me, I think that because my last name is Yum, I had to go with Yummy Dental and I wanted to be you know, fun, playful, being in pediatrics. Um, and so that, that's what I, I really wanted to portray. And in that comes 
not just, oh, you know, what does yummy dental stand for and what does it mean? But it's also the colors, you know, the, the whole kind of image, the logo, it's about your website. Uh, it's, there's multiple things that have to do with your brand um, and it needs to be consistent. So I I think that you can't say like, you can't have a a brand and then have inconsistencies in that brand because that brings confusion, which circles back to having clarity. So in order to have a very successful and strong brand, it needs to be very, very clear what your message is. Um, You know, again, like, people refer back to like Nike, just do it. And then that little swoosh logo, you know, um, people can look at different brands like Subway or looking at Adidas or looking like looking at like United Airlines, looking at like even little children can look at a logo and know the name of the business. And that's what a strong brand is that even children know what it is. So if, you have an image in front of a child um, and, and they can't identify it, then I don't think it's a strong enough brand. You know what I mean? Like, so my patients who are in the neighborhood know me by my brand. They know me by my, the colors. They know me by our logo. Like they know that it's Dr. Yum's office and be surprised at how they'll, they'll drive by and they're like, we've only been to your office once. And my kids will be like, that's Dr. Yum's office. Like, boom, right away, they know that that's Dr. Yum's office. And so I think that um, service and consistency has to be, you know, part of the brand. So if you do a really good job with your branding and you do a really good job of uh, making yourself known and sticking out and people seeing you, then you really need to deliver, you know, so when when they come in, you need to deliver on the experience and you know, that needs to also carry through in the brand. Absolutely. When, when you were creating that, that branding and, and you were thinking of those ideas, cause that's the hardest part, right? Is like people, when people are trying to figure it out, it's like, once you get it figured out and you can really, you know, start having some direction, you know, kind of where to go from there. It gives you a little bit of a roadmap, but how, do you remember, do you recall when, when it kind of connected for you and the, the yummy, you know, dental, like how that connected and, and what was your maybe like process of working through that? Did, were you getting feedback yeah. from others? Was it coming all from you? How did that work? So for me, because I was an associate for four years before embarking on my own business, I worked in several different offices and I, I went in not just as a technician. I didn't go in just to be a dentist. I went in to learn from the business and I watched every business owner. And I worked in you know, several different offices. And I also moved to California at one point and worked for dentists out there. And what I wanted to do was I wanted to see how they ran their practice. How did they um, communicate with their staff? And I started off as a dental assistant since I was 18. So being on the other side, being the the employee, being the dental assistant, I learned so much as almost like an apprenticeship. You know, I learned what it's like to be treated badly. I learned what it was like to be treated well. I learned what patients liked. I learned what patients complained about. I learned, and that back then there was no internet. 
I mean, I had to typewrite. I used a typewriter to submit insurance claims. We had paper <laughs> charts, you know, yeah. and we had to alphabetize them and put them on the wall on the um, cabinet. And, you know, you would be like, oh, well, I know that Sally, who worked yesterday, didn't put the charts back right. She doesn't know her alphabet because now I can't find the chart. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I worked in that kind of climate and that environment and it opened my eyes to what worked, what didn't work. And so when I was ready to do my own thing, I had years and years and years of compiling what I wanted to do and what I didn't want to do. And so for those of the doctors that are listening, that are maybe in dental school or in residency uh, that are saying, well, I want to open right out of the gate. Um, or, and again, everybody's experience is different. Maybe, you know, your parents are dentists and you're going to take over, you know, or maybe, um, you were a dental assistant and then went to, or maybe you were a hygienist and then went to dental school. I mean, everyone's experience is different, but my point being is that you need to learn first before you can launch. And I think that even in, you know, even though Malcolm Gladwell is very controversial in that, in his books, Outliers, you know, he said, he mentions like people have to do something like 10,000 times in order to become an expert at it. You need to have that experience before you can execute and perform. And for those that don't have any and have executed and performed well, I think that's a one-off and, and kudos to them. But I think that in order to perform and execute, because execution is harder than developing ideas. Developing ideas is the easy part. Everyone can make ideas. But execution and how you execute and perform, that's like a completely different ballgame. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And what about, too, the, the kind of like the team aspect of that? Because that's a, a huge hurdle as a, as a business owner is like, okay, you, you know, you start doing this, you start to, you know, feel like, you know, I, I think I know what the, my brand is going to be. You know, I really want to go in this direction. This is going to be my, you know, clientele. We focus on whatever the case is. And then you have, you know, hiring the team and making sure you hire the right people who match that. What's been your uh, experience and, and what's been some of the best practices maybe that you have found, whether it's in the interview process or in the job posting process to ensure that you're getting the right people on board who share kind of the same, I guess, mission and, and messaging as well? That's always going to be hit or miss. And even if you have the right systems in place to interview well, and interview hard and manage easy, people's circumstances change. And one thing that's always tried and true is that people are always going to do what's in their best interest. So even though you may have hired someone, but then six months later, their circumstances may change, they're gonna do what's in the best interest of themselves. So keep that in mind. There, there's no such thing as like the perfect employee. And for me, I think that you need to Look at the person and their values. Because for me, the number one thing that resonates with me are values and, and work ethic. Uh, but then I also want to know about, obviously, performance, right? Uh, so it can be a toss-up. I have my own special like interview process. But at the end of the day, you don't really know until you put them to work. 
and you don't know how they're going to work with the rest of the team. And then you don't really know. They can interview so well and they can interview really well. And of course, they're always putting their best foot forward, right? And so that's why there's like that 90-day probationary period, right? Um, If you have an inkling of an idea within 90 days that that person isn't who you thought they were, you need to get rid of them fast. Don't hang on. Don't think that you can change them. Don't think that they're going to change because really they're not. Um, So I think for me as a business owner, I've identified like if it's not going to work within two weeks, we're done. Mm -hmm. And you, if you hang on to people too long or you hang on to the people for the wrong reason, you're going to, in the end, cause more harm to your team. And you're thinking in your mind, well, I really need five people to really be functional. The four that are on your team that are A players, they don't want a C player because the C player is going to bring them down and actually create more work. They would rather be more functional and efficient with four than have a fifth that's not going to pull their weight. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, absolutely. It's like it it actually can hinder, you know, the, the work that four people can do it can bring down their their level right i mean i've had that happen in my organization before too right yeah no that's absolutely one one thing i want to touch on is you know right now there's a lot of people you know listening to to podcasts or a lot of people doing webinars listening to webinars and i think that's awesome like i've really enjoyed seeing a lot of people come together in this and offering you know free um, information to those out there um, with, with you, Grace, I'm, I'm curious, how, how do you, you know, take in all this information that's out there and is, is it possible for dentists to be digesting too much information to the extent where maybe they get, uh, you know, paralysis by analysis? Like how do you, how do you avoid that? Because you're a doer, you're an action taker. And I'm, I'm just curious on your, on your thoughts on that. Cause this isn't something just for dentists. I mean, every entrepreneur that I know, you know, often is always trying to learn more and more new things, but at some point too, it becomes, maybe you should focus, you know, on a, on a few things first. So what, what are your thoughts on that? And, and how do you navigate that? So number one, look at the source. Is it a credible source? Who, who is the one giving the information? Number two, does it apply to you and what you need right now? Because if it doesn't, then don't waste your time. Uh, And then number three is filtering out the noise. There's just a lot of noise. Everyone's at home right now. Everyone's online. People are freaking out. People are, you know, emotionally heightened and saying things that they wouldn't otherwise say. It's really, really important to safeguard your mental health and safeguard what you're reading and not be dragged into drama and not um, lose clarity of your own vision and what you need for your own business and your own, and your own team. So I think, again, strategy and having a strategy for your business right now, now you have downtime, now's the time to map it out. Maybe you don't have a website or maybe you want a better website. Okay, put three things down on a piece of paper that you want to work on while you are shelter in place. Marketing, branding, it could be, oh, you know what, I wanna work on my referrals or I wanna work on teledentistry. Like make a list of what 
you want to accomplish while you're at home and only focus on that and the rest is either noise or the rest is you get to it later. So I think you just have to have goals and be organized, you know, in, in, in what you want to learn because there is a lot of information out there. There's a lot of um, posts that are like, fearful, coming out of fear. What PPE am I going to have? What do I need to be ready for work? What, what is this? What is that? So I think you just have to calm down, say, this is what I'm going to work on. And this is the information I'm going to get and gather and focus on that and then not freak yourself out. Yeah. What's, what's Gracie I'm doing right now from a perspective of kind of getting ready for, for reopening, you know, what, what's kind of one of your focus points where, and you're kind of putting your efforts into it today. So right now our efforts are obviously getting what we feel. So my seven associates need uh, to feel protected. So my number one goal is making sure my staff and team feel that they have what they need to be safe at work. So that's my number one goal is, is hunting those things down and gathering. I'm in the hunter gathering mode of what we need for everyone to come back to work and feel safe. That's my first responsibility to my, my team. The second responsibility is now, what am I going to do to make my patients feel that it is safe to return to my office. What do I need to do to make them feel? What is the messaging? And what are the things that I'm going to do to make them safe? So that could mean no waiting lobby, having a, a, a way of communicating with them, limiting con, you know, person-to-person contact and keeping social distancing until we have a vaccine, changing the schedule so that we're not doing volume and not having too many people at once uh, and, and making sure, you know, having certain machines like air filters, having um, a proper way of doing things and sterilization and, and cleaning to make sure that we can send the right message to our patients. So for me, that is my goal is one, making sure everyone feels ready to come back Two making sure my patients feel safe to come back. Yeah, that's, you know, that's a great idea. And it's, it's what I've been telling people, you know, it's like sharpening your sword right now. It's like, you know, while we, we are sitting at home and uh, you know, many of us are binge watching Netflix and Tiger King. If you've watched that, it's pretty crazy. Um, I heard <laughs> it, it, it's crazy. That's all I'm going to say. Um, but you know, there, there are those things you can be doing right now where even if you don't feel like you're, you know, able to, be in the business, you can still be working on the business. And, and I think that's a great point that, that you bring up. That um, kind of leads me to my, my next question is, you know, communication with team right now. Um, that's, you know, something where, you know, like our company, a lot of our employees are virtual, just the way that, you know, it's built. So it's not a whole lot to change for us in that sense. But for like the, the dental practice, um, you know, what's the communication like for you right now and, and what's kind of the, the system you've been following as far as chatting with your, you know, associates or, or office manager and, 
are you, how do you how are you staying in, in touch with them and is that something that you know the listeners of this podcast need to be continually doing right now as well I highly recommend it I highly recommend keeping your team on either a texting chain we are using an app called WhatsApp and I made a group chat for all the team members and doctors and then I made a separate group chat just for the doctors so we're, um, we're keeping up with each other, you know, what are you doing? How are you doing? Um, we're doing, we're trying to do some fun things. So, um, for instance, last week or two weeks ago on Instagram, there was that, uh, C10 do 10 push-up challenge. Um, so I challenged the group, uh, the team of doctors to video them doing 10 push-ups and I would pick. Um, a winner and they would get um, a target gift card. Um, we also push that out to our patients on social media to keep them active and the winner um, wins a Nintendo Switch. Um, nice. So we've been doing things like that to keep morale high. Um, I sent $20 e-gift cards on Amazon to all of my team members electronically um, just to keep them no, just to know, make them know that I'm thinking about them, you know, and, and we do have a lot of team members. So I know that other doctors are doing similar things and other doctors are, are doing things to keep the morale high. And I think that that's really important to do again, as a leader of your business is to keep morale high. Now there are some employees that don't want to engage and that's okay. Um, but for the ones that do, that's how, how we like to stay in touch. That's awesome. How, um, how, how is life for you at home right now? Like doing, doing all this and, and managing with, you know, kids, how many kids do you have? So I have a seven-year-old and a five-year-old. Oh yeah. man. So, yeah. so, all right, this is what everybody really wants to know, Grace. How, how <laughs> is that going? And, and, and how's the managing of, you know, being mom and, and being CEO under one roof, um, you know, working out when you're you know, not able to go into the offices? You know, that the first week was, first two weeks was really, really difficult. Um, you know, emotionally, it was hard. I felt very displaced. Um, you know, my nanny couldn't come anymore. Our cleaning lady can't come anymore. And I, I think literally for two weeks, had moments of just emotional toll, just breakdown and, oh my God, what am I doing? Um, and you think the shock of it all had to sink in for me and then I had to be on you know for the kids and we had to start homeschooling um all of a sudden the things that I haven't done in a long time I had to do right so nobody really signs up to be a school teacher you know that's number one and then number two it's like okay now I have to do all the cooking and cleaning and um your life is just turned upside down um but I think the the one thing that I'm very thankful for is that my spouse, my husband, and I make a good team in that we can sit down and split duties. You know, it's not all on me. And I think that that's really important for listeners that you don't feel that it's all your responsibility because it shouldn't be. And so if, you know, if you have a partner or if you, and even with children, you give them chores to do. So even though my five and seven-year-old are little, I tell them, hey, you guys need to make the bed. You know, you need to make your beds, change your clothes, put your dirty clothes in the laundry, 
um, even small tasks that they're learning to do, like clean up after yourself. Um, after dinner, put your dishes in the sink. Uh, those are all things that are, are good and teaching moments um, for your children. So I think that um, being home now for a month, a little over a month, we have a system down and it's helping. Is it easy? Does it make it easier? Not, not always, not all the time, uh, especially for people like myself who I'm an extrovert. So I crave being around other people. Um, and so that's been, that's been hard. Uh, but someone like my husband, who's an introvert, like this is fine for him. He could stay home and not leave. And he's happy as a clown. <laughs> and, um, and for me, I'm like, I feel like I'm in jail. Let me out. <laughs> oh, it's the same for my wife and I, she's the introvert and I'm the extrovert and I'm in the same boat where I'm just like, I'm going to go nuts, you know? And, and I love like being home with her and, and that all of that, but it's just like, man, you know, we're naturally just crave some human attention, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And right. And, um, but the silver lining for me and what's come out of this is that my husband's actually a good cook. And before we've been married 12 years and in the 12 years, he's only, no, he only knows how to make scrambled eggs. And now he is just crushing it. Like his dinners are amazing. Better. He cooks better than I, I do. All right, I need to uh, talk to your husband, see how he learned this, because I need to increase my uh, kitchen game for sure. Because I can make <laughs> scrambled eggs and Tostitos pizza rolls, and that's about it. <laughs> that, no, that's pretty good. But he is, I, I'm like, hey, you're actually better than I am. I think you need to take over. Dinners are your thing now. Um, and so that's that's been a silver lining, and now he's vacuuming and folding laundry. Hey, shout out to him, and shout out to all yep. the husbands out there stepping up their game right now. That's right. That's right. It's awesome. <laughs> that, that's awesome. No, seriously, that I, I think you nailed it. Though it's you know having um you know having that partnership and and allowing the kids you know to you know it's like also you know kind of again I can't speak to this too much because I'm not a parent yet, but you know, thinking of it in terms of other parents that I've talked to is kind of like almost making a game out of some of the tasks that, you know, they're having their kids um, do or some of the responsibilities that maybe they're having their kids pick up. I think that's something that's important um, maybe as well. And that's something that, you know, I've kind of writing down in my, you know, future dad, you know, book of things to know my, my principles book, so to speak of is kind of, how can you make some of those uh, things you know, interesting or, or fun to kind of incentivize the kid? Because kids like games, right? Like they like to have fun. I don't know if that's something that you have found as well and kind of helping out with that process. Um, yeah, no, they do. So that's been good. And um, I have to say that as a mom, though, I mean, I am seeing different things in my children that I haven't seen before because they're in school all day. Um, and so now I'm, I'm trying to look at that and, and be like, okay, you know what? I am glad that I'm home with them because now I can see their faults and I can see not just their faults, but also the, the good stuff and the bad stuff. So that's been a, um, another blessing in disguise. So, so for me, I, I've enjoyed that process. Is it challenging? Yes. Do they test me? Yes. Um, it's not been a smooth road, but we're, we're getting the hang of it. And, um, it's been good so far. So good. Awesome. But, but as soon as we're done with this, I am out of here. <laughs> <laughs> amen. Amen. 
Well, Grace, you know, you know, you're obviously like, I just, I really respect and, and love, you know, your, your business acumen and, um, you know, the, the passion that you bring to the industry Thank and, you. um, you know, the energy as well. It's really refreshing. Um, I know that you, um, with mommy Denison business and, and everything that you run, um, you have some things, some events and, uh, different, you know, things that people can use to, to kind of you know, boost their skills and, and the both clinical and business world. Uh, what are some of the things that you have coming up or do you have things you know, on the schedule right now with, I know everything's kind of up in the air pending, um, but are there some things out there right now that maybe people should um, kind of keep in mind as far as what you have going on? Uh, well, thank you for, you know, this opportunity to allow me to speak about it. Uh, one, we have a website, mommydibs.com. So it's M-O-M-M-Y-D-I-B-S.com. And our events, which are wildly attended, are sadly postponed till next year. However, I'm hanging on to one, which is October 23rd, 24th. So I've got my fingers crossed it'll be in Dallas. Uh, we've not put tickets up on sale yet just because we wanted to see where, you know, where we're headed as a country. So we're going to kind of keep our fingers crossed. I've not canceled the contract with the hotel, so we'll see. Uh, for resources, we do have um, two books on Amazon. If you look up Mommy Denison Business under Grace Yam on um, Amazon, they're really fun reads, easy to read. If you're looking for something to do and you need some inspiration, both of them are compilation books, meaning I've invited other doctors to help write and write their stories. So it's really great pearls of wisdom um, and just for fun. Like it's, it's been a great time to to have those books out. Uh, the first one is really just about juggling family, your family, and then your career. And then the second book is about advice to my younger self. So that those are both really fun. And uh, you can get them on Kindle as well. And I would have to say that it's been a great community. I safeguard it really well. Um, the pre- prerequisites, not really prerequisites, but the requirements to join the Facebook group are that you have to be a mom and you have to be a practicing dentist. Um, it was intentionally originally, you know, for business owners, but because of the amazing support and resources, I have added associates to the group. And I cannot believe that we are almost at 7,000 people. So that has been tremendous. We also have a paid membership portion, which uh, for doctors who want extra resources like CE, webinars, classified ads, etc. Um, for extra resources, there is another page just for the paid membership. Um, so that's what's going on. And for those of you who are listening who want to join us, please find us on Facebook. And Shane, thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for having me on. And I hope that everyone is surviving COVID-19 and staying safe, healthy, and sane. Absolutely. And, and just to add to everything that she just did, she's also uh, has a podcast, Mommy Dennison Business. So that's her um, podcast as well. And we actually shared a table in 2019, I think it was, at the Voices of Dentistry. And funny story about that before we wrap up. Um, so I actually, if you remember, I interviewed you there, yes. um, but I did not come 
prepared. That was my first voice of the dentistry. I didn't realize how loud it was in like the area where we were all podcasting and my microphone, it was just, it did not happen. It was like, you know, I went back and listened to everything. I was like, basically every interview I did, I was like, oh, none of this is going to be able to be used. So I'm glad we were actually able to, to get you on here and, and this will uh, be able to actually go out to our, our listener base. So I appreciate you taking the time and, and doing this with us. Well, thank you. And Shane, you need to come on soon on our podcast as well. So we'll have to schedule that. Um, the Mommy Dennis podcast is, is um, a mixture of everything, lifestyle, clinical, practice management. Um, and we are able to offer CE for our podcast now. So we were approved by AGD Pace to give CE for our clinical podcasts. That is awesome. Go check out the Mommy Dennis and Business podcast and get some CE as well. That is awesome. Really well done there, Grace. And, and thank you again for, for hopping on. And uh, everybody go check out Mommy Dentist mm -hmm. in Business. And uh, Grace is, is one of the, the good folks here in, in the dental industry, really uh, knows what she's doing and, and has a great community. So everybody, uh, especially all you moms out there, go check out the, the podcast. And thanks again, Grace, for joining us. Thank you so much. Take care. Talk to you soon. All right, everybody. So hopefully you enjoyed that interview just as much as I did. Um, definitely learned a lot as far as just really that process of, of creating that brand and, and that whole experience in you know your practice, your business, whatever the case is. You know, really honing that in and owning it, and you know that's something that I think we can all do and all try to. Uh, you know, emulate a little bit more is creating that brand and telling that story um, through these times. And that's going to be something that is going to separate, you know, the, the really successful practices um, in this time. Again, it's just kind of another edge that you can have to, to start, you know, really navigating this, this tricky landscape that we're coming up on. So again, thank you to Dr. Grace Yum for being on the podcast. For all you mommy dentists out there, go check out Mommy Dentist's in business, you know, highly recommend you check that out, and also go listen to the podcast, uh, the Mommy Dennis and Business podcast. And on that note, we would love it if you would subscribe to our podcast here, the Nothing But the Tooth. That would really, really help us out. And if you can leave us a review, you get bonus points for that. <laughs> so thank you guys again for listening to the podcast, and we'll be back here again next week with another episode. Stay safe, stay healthy, and let's get through this together.